You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 329 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name is Valerie Koo, and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? Happy New Year, Val. I'm going to say this all month. You yes, know that. I sound New like Year. a broken record. We'll just it's say exciting. that. It's exciting. Yes, it is exciting. 2021. It's got a nice ring to it. Mm. Uh, Happy New Year, listeners, and uh, wishing everyone a fantastic year. Let's hope it's. Uh, it's a good one. Yes, absolutely. Wishing all of our listeners a great new year. So we have a bunch of things to talk about, but in this particular episode, we will be talking about the best ways to organize your photography gear, files, and time. And I think that this is a really good time of year to think about these things so you can set yourself up for the rest of the year yeah. in an organized fashion. You know, one thing yeah. I must admit, I'm looking around my room now, my office, and I really need to do a big reset of my office so mm. I can start the year off, and you know, in the right way. And not only in my actual office, but my digital files as well yes. to make sure that I have that feeling that I've set myself up with um, uh, a really good foundation to keep myself organized for the rest of the year. One thing that I did do, which was which made me feel good, was I got to inbox zero, which I'm very proud of, so that I can set myself up with, you know, a clean slate. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Yeah, it was that was just a bit before New Year, and then and then and then people sent me emails, and I thought on New Year's Day, yeah, I'll get to inbox zero again, and I couldn't be stuffed, so yeah. I left it. You know, I had a bit of a couldn't break. Couldn't be stuffed is Aussie slang, isn't it? Yes, yes. So Aussie Can't slang f- early. For can't be bothered, can't be stuffed. Yeah, can't be stuffed. Hey, you want to you wanna come to the gym with me, Val? Nah, can't be stuffed. Yeah, fantastic. So, guys, use that in a sentence this week <laughs> next time someone invites you somewhere. It's a polite it, – it's not that polite really, is it? Can't be stuffed. But it's okay to say that is like I'd rather – Sit on the couch and watch. In you, for you, it's uh, Cobra Kai, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Cobra Kai um, <laughs> has dropped, and so yes, I've been watching that. But yeah, I love it. But anyway, back onto. So we are going to be talking yes. about the best ways to organize your photography gear, files, and time. But we want to give a big shout out to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast. Uh, friend Andrew Helmich hosts that podcast and he his um, New Year special went live and Gina is on it along with some other fabulous photographers as well. So Gina, tell us a bit about that episode. Yeah, Andrew reached out to me and asked me to be a part of this episode and uh, very honoured to be a part of it with some of the uh, best mentors in the world. So including um, Humberto Garcia, Bernie Griffiths, who uh, a lot of people know about, Tracy Moore, who I interviewed on this podcast, Joel Dunn, Samantha Grant, Mark Rosetto and uh, Nicole uh, Begley, all who gave, we all gave our advice on uh, Andrew asked us what we think are going to be the trends in photography uh, for 2021 and any advice we have for photographers about what we you know think uh, you should be doing to get the most out of 2021 and it's a really 
positive and uplifting uh, podcast. Lots of great advice from uh, lots of great uh, mentors there. So do check it out. I know a lot of you already listened to uh, Photo Biz Exposed. It's a great podcast, really focuses on the business of photography and he has some great guests. So check it out. I'll put a link in the show notes, but it's the, the latest episode to drop. So have a listen and let me know what you think. So yeah, the link is in the show notes, but otherwise go to photobizx.com and search for 2021 New Year Special. All right, we also want to give a big shout out to Eva Schwager, who kindly left us a review and said, the new year came here definitely with a happy start this morning. The book was delivered that I've ordered to be printed for a client. In it is a series of my shoots during one of the client's first trainings last January for The Perfect Body. The rest of the training had to be postponed due to COVID and will carry on once the lockdown is over. Can't wait. As it surely will take some time still, we decided to use the first series in uh, to print anyway, thus the book. Making the images was a great training for me as well. I see it as one of my achievements for 2020. Um, and Eve also talks about her oh, another job that she did last year, um, portrait sessions with 20-odd DJs yeah, at yeah, a very radio cool. station. We're now halfway due to COVID. <laughs> um, for both, I owe a big thank you, Gina, for the encouragement and your advice on many issues. I am not sure I had the guts to start these jobs otherwise. That's so cool. Yeah. That's really awesome. I saw awesome. the book. She gave us a sneak peek in the uh, the Goldies uh, in the community there, and uh, it looks amazing. And honestly, the, the, the gig she did for the DJs uh, also looked amazing. So both of those were workshopped uh, through the AMA where members ask come me in anything. and they'll ask me, ask me anything. And often uh, the, be, before, you know, at the minute they book the job, the question goes into the AMA, all right, this is what they need. How should how should I approach this? And, and then in the AMA, I'll run through what I think are the best uh, lighting options, maybe even help with quoting. And, and this one also, you know, for, for Eva, we, we quoted the job out and, uh, you know, worked out a, a schedule and the best way to light but both those gigs. And uh, she's, you know, put in the hard work as well and come, come out of it with uh, some amazing I- images. So congratulations. And also... Eva in her Insta uh, shoots a lot, uh, really minimal images, and her eye is just beautiful. Like I, I'm often like stopped in my tracks when I see her images and just how she sees. Because Valerie, like you know this, you and I couldn't be more different, right? <laughs> in in terms of like we 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 know this about each other. Mm-hmm. Somehow the friendship works, <laughs> right? But but it's like it it is it is chalk and cheese. Whereas cheese is the common ground. Well, that's I think. true. Yes, we are very right. alike in that. Yeah, that that yeah. is our common ground. Mm. But and, and a few other things. Mm. But, but you know, the way you see an image, what you see when it comes down to when you follow uh, follow your heart rather than following what you think you should be shooting, it changes everything. So really focus on the things that you love and when you hone that mm. down to to what is what what lights you up? What is your interest? And for me, it's like, you know, you know, I love bikes. I love Fiat yeah. 500s. I love old people, right? Mm. These are the things that make me happy. So if I was to then go and start shooting yoga beach bays, <laughs> I couldn't be, I couldn't find, think of anything more boring for me personally to shoot. And that comes across in the images. And so I really see when I look at Eva's work, I see the joy at the, 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 the something that I I personally would just walk past I wouldn't see it she sees it mm. and that's what I love about her work so congratulations yes yeah, so Eva is from Amsterdam in the Netherlands and you can check out her Instagram uh, it is Swaga S W A G E R that's her last name Solimosi S O L Y M O S Y and if co- of course if you'd like to find out a little bit more about the gold community uh, which of course Eva is in have a listen to this This podcast is brought to you by the Gold Community If you want to take your photography to the next level I'd like to invite you to join my Gold Community I love mentoring members and many achieve so much more than they think is possible. Here's what Frank Romano had to say. 
your goal community is top of the class. It's world-class learning and you're so generous and you're brilliant at the way that you explain things. So if you want to be a great golfer, you've got to go and, you've got to go and pay for golf lessons. If you want to be a great musician, you've got to go and pay for music lessons. If you want to be a great photographer, well, there's a price to pay. And, uh, and it's not a lot compared to what you're going to get back. I've already, <laughs> I've already re recouped the money that I've invested in learning. I've got that back at least 10 times over. Oh, that's fantastic to hear. Yeah, yeah, that's just great. On, just on the work that I've done. I mean, you know, people are engaging me and, and paying me thousands of dollars to, to you know, yeah. and, and shoot stuff. That never would have happened if I didn't invest my money in things such as the Gold membership. If you'd like to find out more about the Gold community, just go to genomilitia.com and click on Join the Community. All right, let's move on to this week's topic, which is the best ways to organise your photography gear files and time. Okay, where do we start with this one, Gina? Yeah, well, we talked about the, like this little lull now, the start of the year is a great time to organise everything, but I think it's absolutely crucial that we do this as photographers because if uh, you're not organised, it's going to be so much harder to do to work at the top of your game. And mm. I just like you mentioned, uh, looking around at your desk, <laughs> Val, and even your digital desk, your desktop, mm. uh, you can work a lot better and seamlessly. And I know there are like, I like a bit of chaos around me because I, I sort of can find things easily. I just remember where everything is. But mm -hmm. what I've found is um, the more I have on my plate, like, you know, the, the, the more tabs I've got open in my brain, like you're trying to be across everything, the harder it is to remember where that little you know, little doodad that you needed for something it was. So it's really important that we uh, organize our gear and organize our files and organize our time so you can make the most of it. So that's what I've been doing this uh, last few days as we sort of ease into 2021. I've been in my storeroom organizing my gear so that I can just find everything and I've been doing a lot of labeling and I thought this would be a great episode to run through what my my little hacks for all of this and uh, share a few of the others that I've uh, learned along the way so and we'll get some of your input as well because you're a master at um, setting systems in place and I've actually learned a lot from you about that at like kicking and screaming <laughs> when you got me onto Google Docs I'm like I don't understand this but anyway once you get into it it's amazing, particularly if you're collaborating with others. And as photographers, we often are. It's a great way to share files. So I want to start with gear, Val. Okay. So the first thing, the camera bag. Now, uh, for the, the pros that are working regularly know this, that you want to have your bag packed and ready to go at all times. But you know, some of the some of the newbies that are starting out, I'm going to tell you give you this little bit of advice, okay? Opportunity is going to knock, mm -hmm. okay? But the way opportunity works is it's going to come along when you least expect it and when you you're not ready for it. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, I'll give an example of uh once uh, many, many years ago, I was, you know, breaking into the industry. I was getting a, like a little bit of work. It, it, you know, it wasn't as regular as I wanted, but, but, but I was getting there. And so I was taking a breather and I remember I was, uh, I was renovating the house and I was painting. I had paint in my hair, had paint in my nails, paint everywhere, right? Opportunity knocked and I got, a, you know, offered a really big gig and because I'd had this system in place, you know, I was ready for it, you know, even though it doesn't always come along. Now, you've obviously had experiences like this where you get the dream gig, but it's like it's always at the last minute because someone else, someone's dropped out and they're going to give you that opportunity. So you want to mm. be ready and you want to make sure that you've got a good camera bag with everything in it that you don't because I've also experienced early early on in my career where I've taken the bag, gone somewhere and, oh, no, 
don't have a card or don't have the right charger mm. or don't have the right little cable that without that tiny little bit of cord, nothing works, mm. okay? So you mm. want to have systems in place where you can open that camera bag and you know at a glance what's missing and what's not. So camera bags can be uh, very expensive. So like one of my very favorite camera bag hacks that I like to do is I will buy uh, a good suitcase, right, for the shell that fits, you know, that I can put my laptop in the top and it'll, um, it's big enough to carry my gear and then I will get an insert from uh, an old camera bag and put it inside. So the, the reason I do this is twofold. A, mm -hmm. I don't like having gear in my car that screams, I've got expensive cameras in here, mm. right? So you can go and it just looks like a, a normal suitcase and people might, um, you know, not, it, it, because that, that's the thing about camera bags. They look like camera bags and it's like, you know, please come and take this. Mm. And uh, the other thing is often um, the the luggage that you can buy is a little bit lighter. So I went for like the latest uh, roller bag that I've got is I went and bought the lightest shell of a, mm. a roller bag that I could and then I fitted it out with uh, – I used inserts – to fit it out and configure it the way I want to. And the good news is that like you can actually save a bit of money this way and you get a, like um, you can get if un unless you want to just blow the big bucks and get something really good, then there's nothing stopping you. But get something that works for you. Mm. So if you are the kind of photographer that's doing um, a lot of portrait work where you're running around the city and you're going you – into elevators and up and down the street and jumping on and off public transport and things like that, then I recommend a roller bag. So something with wheels so mm. that you can make it easy on yourself so you're not having to lug gear. But if you're uh, like a run and gun photographer, like you might be doing news stories or a lot more street photography or you're hiking to locations, roller bag is useless. You want to mm. go for maybe a backpack. And with the backpack, you want to think about a, how much gear you want to be carrying, and B, you want the kind of backpack that actually takes the weight off your shoulders and actually sits on your hips. So you can get these really good backpacks that they, um, they've got another like a, a fastener at the, around the hips that you can adjust and fit on and they fit beautifully. So um, you might not find that backpack as a photography backpack, but you might find you might already have an existing backpack that you love that you can convert into a camera bag. So if you go online onto Amazon or eBay or anywhere you do your shopping, there are like inserts available for that to go into your camera bag available for around 30 bucks that mm -hmm. are fantastic. Right. All right, so that is a really good hack. Now, for your light stands and lights and things like that, uh, a really good hack that uh, Aaron, one of my assistants, passed on to me is instead of buying the uh, labelled gear that is, uh, you know, designated for camera st light stands and things like that, drum bags and sports bags are a great alternative. Mm. So, like, it might be for hockey hockey gear or cricket here in Australia uh, as well, cricket gear that, that they've got rollers and they're big and they're square and they will hold a lot of gear. So what you want to try and configure is something that's going to be able to, so, so you can have two bags, one that's got your gear and one that's got your light stands and the lights in them as well. And then you're good to go and you can pretty much get around anywhere. So make it as easy as possible. And so just so you know the difference in price, you can get a, a drum bag that'll fit like tons and tons of gear. It's padded all around. It protects all your stands, but you can get that for as little as like 40 bucks. Wow. compared to like 150 for a light stand bag exactly the same company that 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 make them it probably comes out of the same factory right but it's mm -hmm. like you know um anyone who's ever gotten married will know that like you can go and buy a bunch of 
uh, flowers for 50 bucks for a nice bunch. But if yeah. you go to that same florist and order the flowers for a wedding, yeah. suddenly it's $300, yeah, you know. So crazy. it's like there is a premium just because it's camera gear. So anywhere that I can save money, uh, I, I love to do that. So based on this, I got the best hack from uh, James Hughes, who's a, a member of the Gold community, and he sent in a video of something that I was so jealous of his setup, and it's fantastic, mm. so clever. So uh, what he's got is if you've got something like a, a, a four-wheel drive, so you've got the flat flat base at the back, right? What he's done is he's got these uh, two sets of drawers and they're called, uh, it's Titan, I think, is the company that make them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've also got the video, uh, like a screenshot of the video. So basically what it is is like a box and within it is a drawer that he's added his own uh, camera bag insert. So so James does a lot of run and gun kind of shooting where he's just, so he's got all the gear in his car, but it's disguised in this box. And he, mm-hmm. you slide out this lockable box that you could also even bolt to the bottom of the floor of your car and he slides that out and there's his whole selection of gear. So instead of lugging the entire bag to the gig, you go, all right, I'm, I'm going to be out here. I know I'm going to use my 70 to 200 on that. You just pick up the camera, grab your cards and in you go. So you're not lugging everything around with you and everything is neatly tucked away. What I love about this system is the fact that, um, Above the drawer, because it's got carpet and flat, so I think it's something that a lot of tradies use with their tools, Val, like these sorts of systems. They rig yeah. out their utes and things like that, or um, musicians and, and uh, people like that. So the, the carpet on the top, you can then stack your lights and your light stand bags and everything, and it's really super cool. So I'm actually looking at... Um, rigging my car up with something like that because I, I think it re- works really well. So he says he he removed um, the third row of seats under the boot to give you know some some more storage. So like under the boot, he's got a l- another little uh, area where he can hide things. I think this is very clever because I'm often lugging so much gear around that you mm. want to look at ways. That you, and I'm always paranoid when I'm parking the car because. Get this, Val. Mm. The insurance companies, and this is uh, my insurance company, who they're fantastic. Uh, I go with Aon Insurance. Uh, I've got worldwide coverage for all my gear. So no matter right. where it is, it's covered, right? Fantastic. However, mm. um, there is a massive excess if you get anything stolen out of your car. So you need to be aware of that. So just as a tip, guys, when you're getting your insurance, check on... Uh, what the excess is, if anything's taken out of a car as opposed to like a break and enter at the studio or uh, on a location or in your home. So you want to make sure that your gear is covered just as an aside. So great hack there from James. Uh, and so there's photos there in the show notes if you want to check that out. But I think it's a, a really cool way to store your gear. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. So next one um that I, I love is the next, next hack is uh, protect your car interior and the floors of the homes that you shoot in using oh, tennis yes. balls. Oh, foul. my goodness. So now you, I know you have a million stories about places that have been wrecked when you were a journalist oh by film crews God. and things like that, and it happens all the time. So the last thing you want to do as a professional going into someone's house is be the one that puts a big scratch through their beautiful floor. So I'm really mindful of that. So what I've done with a lot of my gear is you can actually go to a, just any hardware store and you can get little rubber stoppers to put on the bottom of your light stands uh, so that they don't actually uh, wreck the floors, but they can actually leave little marks like the rubber stoppers. Mm. So this one using tennis balls. So what you get is just get a, get your cheap tennis balls and you just with a Stanley knife just cut a little X in the top of them and then you can push that um, tennis ball onto the bottom of your light stands mm. or your tripods and uh, – 
I wish I knew about this earlier because I've actually wrecked one of the card interior, the, the, the doors, because mm. I'm using, I've got mm. um, my boom, which is like the way I pack my car is I pack all the, the long stands directly behind the two front seats mm-hmm. all long ways. And then beyond that, then I pack the all the lights and things. So whenever I was putting the light stand in from the boom, it had the, the spigot on the top, which was like a sharp bit of metal was gouging the side of the door. And I've done this in every single car I've had. Oh. Had I have... Had I've just taken the time to like a simple Put the like tennis a, what's ball. A, what's a tennis ball worth? Fifty mm. cents. Put the tennis ball on the end. So like that that little hack. Except for when the dog's in the car because he's all like, oh ball ball. <laughs> so um, that's a great way to protect uh, the floors of your clients and also the interior of your car. All right, so that is a really good little tip that will save you thousands as well. All right, so next, Val, Mm -hmm. the um, portable tether table. So this year, uh, like I know in the Northern Hemisphere now, you're going into winter. We've also like a lot of places around the world still currently experiencing like, you know, freedom of movement isn't that great at the moment because of something called COVID-19, <laughs> what we, you know, that little thing uh, yeah. stopping many of us from, from getting out and about as much as we would like to. So uh, I recommend that this year, and I said this last year on like most of the shows, Get into tabletop photography. Even if you're a portrait photographer, get into shooting still life because it is a great way to, if you're a newbie, learn about lighting and keep your hand in and just test things out like, you know, focus stacking and macro photography and just different types of lighting. Now, when you're shooting this sort of tabletop photography, you, you you can you only need a little space, so you can shoot it at your kitchen table, or if you've got a spare like corner of a lounge room or things like that, you can work anywhere. And what I really recommend, and this helps when you're working, is to shoot tethered. So that means that you connect your your camera to either an iPad or a laptop or your desktop computer so that you can see exactly what you're doing. And what I like to do and what I've got and I've always had in all my studios is a little uh, like a three-tiered table that I have on casters that I can roll around to wherever I need it with my computer on it so that I can see what I'm doing when I'm shooting. Yeah, great. It, it, what is really good about this is because it's got three tiers, I keep all my little bits and pieces that I need for, you know, specific for tabletop photography. So I've got all my little bounce cards, little blocks of wood that I need, all the little cables that I need. Everything is organized, gels, everything is stored on this little table. And then when I'm finished, I can wheel it out of the way or if you know if I need to move my set closer to a window or away from a window I can just move the entire set and it's really really handy. Now these aren't that expensive to buy but you can also if you're handy just go to like IKEA or even you know I love hard rubbish, Val. Yeah. It's so good at the moment. <laughs> People are throwing out a lot of stuff. Now it's only called hard rubbish in Melbourne. What's it called up in your neck of the woods? Council pickup council pickup you know people put their furniture outside and I know that like it's at this time of the year there's stuff everywhere so you'll be driving along and you will see a little table just uh pull up (laughs) put it in the boot take it home get yourself some casters which are not that expensive to buy and drill them onto the bottom and suddenly you've got yourself a tether table for Mm -hmm. nothing All right, and it's going to be one of the best investments because you can wheel it around and you can even use that table for what you actually shoot the product on. So if you ever want to shoot products but you want to do window light, you can wheel that table around to wherever you want. Now, Val. Get get the the casters that have a stopper. Get the casters that have a stopper because otherwise, yeah. It'll just keep rolling around. The thing is, because we are in a time of – you know, 
this pandemic that's going on, a lot of meetings are not happening in person anymore. So we're having to meet uh, people via Zoom, right? Mm -hmm. So you'll have, you know, or lots of Zoom meetings happening. And I, I, do, do you think the in-person meetings have gone away forever now, now that people know that, oh, I don't have to come into the office to see For you. For sure. Do it so, yeah, because it's like, why would you waste time sitting in traffic and doing all of that, mm-hmm. you know, and putting on pants? Why bother? <laughs> so, so now you need to set yourself up with Zoom. So a lot of people are limited to, well, this is where the table is or this is where my desk is. I've got to do my Zoom meeting here. But like, what what if you wanted to like just chase the light around your house or or you've got a better location? If you've got one of these roll away tape, these mm-hmm. tables on rollers, you can mm-hmm. just roll your little Zoom, your laptop mm-hmm. or your phone or whatever to wherever the good light is. So you can hunt around your house for the good garage light. I know where all where all the spots are in my house, Val. Mm-hmm. I know in the morning where I should be. I know in the afternoon. I know where all the good light is, as you probably worked it out well. But because, you know, you regularly do selfies there, Val, so you know where all your good light is. And you just sent me uh, – we just did. <laughs> we just did. Before we started uh, this podcast today, I did, uh, I did a shot. I did a photo shoot with Val. And Rocky via Zoom. Zoom. It's a beautiful photo too of the two of you. So it comes in really handy, this roller table. So lots and lots of uses for that. So uh, highly recommend that you, uh, you know, check out the local council pickup, hard Mm. rubbish, find yourself a table or, you know, you might have something already at home. But I do, cannot... I do stress the thing about getting the casters that have the stopper. So yeah, the, the casters that I've got downstairs are you, you just use your foot and you just press it, and then it it has um, it's like brakes. Yeah. What have you got on casters downstairs? Val? A table, just exactly what you've just described. Yeah, so, so, so utility table. It's fantastic. Has it got a, a layers? Has it got a shelf shelves, or is it just like a table? No, it's just a table made out yeah. of wood, and the legs are made out yeah. of pipes and yeah. casters yeah. on the bottom. Yeah, but they're so handy, right? Mm, very handy. Yeah, but with the shelves, you've got like areas to store all your other gear, so that's yeah. really handy. Okay, what I've Next put there, one. yeah. Um, yeah, instead, because I don't have the shelves as part of the table, I've got in there um, the wire mesh shelves. Yes, that the baskets that go the, underneath. The baskets, but they yeah. don't roll yeah. the wrong with it, so I just roll the table out, but the baskets stay put because I, you... all I need oh. is on the table. Oh, okay. You don't need the stuff underneath. Is Not this really. all your art supplies? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, right. That's cool. So it's handy. So everything's in one spot and then you can just tuck it into a corner when, you, when you're done yeah. with it. So it yeah. comes in really handy. That's right. Okay. This next, next hack is like my favourite organising hack okay. ever, the label maker. <gasps> I have right? one right in front of me. I'm touching yep. it now. What, what? The dynamo, is it? Dymo. Dynamo. Dymo label maker, yes. You can get them at the supermarket for yes. what twenty bucks. Cheap, yeah. They're I've got, cheap. I've got all different ones. I've got the handheld one. I've got the desktop one. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. So the one in front of me is a desktop one, but yeah, I've got the handheld one as well. So label everything basically, yeah. all your gear, and you can do this now. And while you're late, if you get just give yourself like go, okay, I'm going to have half a day. I'm going to put my headphones in, I'm going to line up all my favourite music or all my favourite podcasts and I'm going to spend half a day labelling all my stuff. Mm. Now, while you're labelling, do an inventory and this will be a running thing that you're going to keep for the next few years. This is fantastic for insurance just so you know what you have. Mm. So while you're there, uh, if you can – and you only have to do this once and then every uh, every year you add to it with all the new gear. So you write down the serial numbers of all your gear or your lenses or your cameras or your bits and pieces because, um, and hopefully this will never happen, but be prepared if you ever lose stuff or get robbed, then you've got that uh, to give to the insurance company as well. So, But when you say label is, everything, do you, what do you mean? Just, so, so, so basically 
First of all, while you're labeling everything, you may as well get an inventory as well, is what I'm saying. So kill two birds with one stone. But label everything, I mean everything that you own. So from uh, tripods and camera stands and cameras and uh, triggers and everything, Car- d- d- um, CF cards and C- uh, SD cards, battery packs, everything. Label them with your name, your email address, and your phone number. Don't bother putting your address. Just those things so that someone, it, it like God forbid, you are at uh, on location and you happen to leave your memory card behind, mm. all right? And it's worthless to m- most people, but to you, it's it could have a you know twenty thousand dollar job on it. So you know, hopefully, you'll get that back, or you just happen to leave. Uh, a bit of a, a gear lying around, like a, a trigger for your uh, Godox flash, let's say, is is worthless to most people. They're going to look at it and go, what's this thing? Mm. It's useless. But, you know, to you, it's you, you can't shoot without it. So mm. put your name and email address and a phone number on everything. So you can do this with this little label maker. Mm. I also label, like I've got in all my soft boxes, I've got like, you know, uh, there, there are particular my deep octoboxes from Ellen Crom. They all come in the same bag. With like, who, do, who would design that? And they're all different sizes, Val. And the only way you can tell is if you open them up and half set them up. All right. Mm. So every time I've got a, like a new assistant, Damn. I'm like, oh, I need the small octa. And then first of all, they open the. You know, chances are they all look the same. Yeah. So label all of those. Mm. Right. Small, medium, large octa, yeah. and then all the different gear, everything is labeled so that I can find it. And in case you lose it, you've got it there. And so, yeah. but while you're labeling, make a list of all the gear that you own so that you have that as well. Save it to the cloud, email it to yourself, mm. save it in lots of different places. Uh, very handy thing to do. All right. This is one of my um, favorite ways to store all my little little bits and pieces. So we have things like triggers and um, yeah. cords and cables and accessory. I love using a like a it's a black uh, travel makeup bag and it's the ones that like they they're, they're really flat they roll up. But basically oh, what, yeah, you, what you do is when you get to the hotel, you, you hang, hang it that on the back of the door and yeah. it opens up and it comes and it, and it and it opens up and it's got like um, four sections and yeah, it's quite with long, zips. right? With zips and mm. different sections. So I use this for uh, my, all my triggers and then I've got another pocket that has all my cables and leads and another pocket that has all the other bits and pieces. So it's all in one spot. And that is a really cheap way to organize all your yes. gear. Now, you might want to have, you might want to do it with a, you can get, uh, if you go to the hardware store, there are little, little hard cases that they, uh, tradies use them to, tradesmen, tradie, use mm-hmm. them to, Someone said, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about Australians and they were saying Australians use a lot of baby talk when they talk. (laughs) It's baby talk. Like they were saying um, uh, you want to give me a kiss on the lippies instead (laughs) of lips. Like we make everything sound like baby talk. Is that true? No, I think Listeners, we... Sh- is that true? We don't talk like babies, do we? We shorten everything. <laughs> we just shorten everything. So anyway. But if there's uh, any blokes who are thinking, you know, where in the world would I get a makeup bag? You First of first and foremost, as, as Gina said, you can get black ones. So they don't they, have mine to are be... Black. I don't, I'm not, mine yeah, don't they have don't flowers have to, on them. They're, they're not pink they're, or whatever. They're, they're, and no, you, you can get, get just them a basic at, black one. You can get them at Sephora, which is everywhere in the world. So, a guy's not going to go into Sephora well, without being triggered. Well, just send a friend in. G- uh, Walmart. You can, buy all, you can buy online. Yeah, Walmart and uh, Kmart, Target, those sorts of big box stores just go into the, the what's the section where all But what I'm saying is those stores often have flowers on them and I'm saying that Sephora no. definitely has black ones. 
I got mine from Kmart. Really? Yeah. Okay. How much? Sephora is a bit pricey. How much are they no, in Sephora? Not, I don't know. Or 10 bucks I got mine for. So okay. I bought about three of them. So they're very, very handy. Um, so, and the other thing you can use is when you go to the travel section of one of those Kmart, Walmart kind of stores, you've got travel pouches as well. So there's these little, little, um, they're like um, little pouches that you zip up and you can put you can separate your clothes when you travel so you can have your t-shirts you know all of those they're really great to separate all your accessories as well and failing that pencil cases as well Mm. work really well and you know what I use is like you know when you travel sometimes how they give you those little uh, zip bags that, that you know that that they have your eye mask and the toothbrush and all Mm -hmm. of those I've got hundreds of those and I just okay. empty them out and that's what I store the cords in. So any – and like, like you make them, don't you? You've got like little pencil case bags, soft yeah. ones like that. Mm-hmm. So you can get a Valerie Koo one if <laughs> yeah. you want to keep all your – so any there, there are lots of different – if you want flowery ones or ones with cars on them or whatever, knock yourself out. But then – and also label it as well mm. so that you know that this is where all my – uh, cables are, this is where all my batteries are, these are where the used batteries go, these are where the fr- fresh batteries go. Label it and assume that – so this is what I learned from you, Val. Mm-hmm. You have to assume that, mm. that, uh, that, that you're not always going to be the one that's in charge of finding stuff. So there's going to come a day mm. where you have to train someone else up or you're not always going to have the same assistant all the time. Mm. So you want to make the setup that you work in and aim to have it that, that anyone can step in yep. and the systems and protocols are in place that they just – they know what to do. They can easily find something. It's obvious. It's not that they have to find you on the other side of the world or <laughs> wherever you are to work out, well, where is the bag that has this in it? Well, it's, you know, obvious <laughs> to you. It's obvious not to everyone else. So that's a, a really good tip. So the other one is with when you've got all your cords, so there's power cords for the powered lights and there's, you know, power, power like, uh, USB cables and things like that, mm. uh, you want to wrap them up because uh, actually you're hopeless at this. Mm. I remember this from wow. traveling with you. You're, whenever we used to record stuff, mm-hmm. I would spend an hour untangling your cables mm-hmm. and then I would wrap them up and wrap them in Velcro and give them back to you and mm. then the next day they'd be a mess again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on your list of priorities i'm big i'm big on like cables all being neat and tidy and you can get little velcro ties Mm. so they're little little strips of velcro uh companies like uh tether tools sell them or you just again go down to your local hardware store you can get rolls of velcro so you can get there's like the posit the male and the female i guess they're called of the two different kinds of velcro so that they stick to each other and you can cut little like cut a um a section about uh 12 inches what's that in centimeters Val? 30, 30 centimeters centimet- 30 centimeters 12 inches something like that and cut a section and then put a slit down the middle of it and then basically you you feed the cord through the slit and then you wrap it up in a coil and then you can secure it with the Velcro. So you've got all your nice little, uh, all your power cables, all your extension cables are all nicely uh, curled up and all neat and tidy. And uh, you're not having to spend an hour when you get to the location untying the knots that everything in. And, and also they get wrecked when you do that. All right. So yeah. then you've got, when you're packing, this is, this is the way to make sure that you remember everything to make sure that if you've got an assistant packing for you, remembers everything and make sure when you leave the location, you haven't left half your gear lying around is keep a list of everything and a checklist and keep that with your camera gear. So you can even tape it to the top of your camera bag so that when you open your camera bag and even when it's packed, maybe you want to take a photo of how it's packed 
and yeah, label where everything goes so that then the person that's w- working for you and packing everything can see where it goes and just so that you can learn where it goes. So I pack my gear the same way every time so that when I open my camera bag, I know if there's a gap there, I go, well, where's the light meter? The light meter should be here. It's not here. Where is it? And then I go look for it. I go, there it is, right? I know where my batteries are. I know where my cables are and I know where all my lenses are. So keep a list of all your gear. The other thing that is really good for organization is to keep a checklist of everything you need to do before the shoot. Now, um, the more experienced you become, the less you're going to need to check this list because it just gets burned into your memory, right? But as a newbie, everything's so overwhelming. There's so many things to remember and you're Mm. just focused on, I hope I get this sharp. (laughs) <laughs> and I just want it to be kind of within two stops of the right exposure, right? That's how I was when I was starting out. I was just happy and then I forgot to check, is there anything growing out of the back of someone's head? Have I done a clean plate of this location? Did I manage to get all the shots that I need? So keep a list of everything you need to do before the shoot. So that includes mm. everything from the start, like are all the, charge all the batteries, clean the lenses, Uh, or you know make sure that you've got the right props check the location make sure that you're taping up uh, overhead lighting that might be affecting the shot do you need a filter for your flash everything that you need and really like dumb it down to like like you were explaining it to a three-year-old okay little Tommy Mm -hmm. this is what we need to do to the shot list everything and keep that list with you and uh, just you might not need to refer to it but just the fact that you've written everything down is going to really help you remember that and then you can just you can keep that list on your phone so you can just like midway through the shoot you go oh, I'm just checking something here and you go right 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 check there's nothing growing out of the back of the head check the focus check the aperture is the sky blown out all of those little things that are prompts and then you can further down you can then list all the poses that you need to remember to cover for the shoot and then anything that the client has required of you you keep that as a list as well that is going to help you and then that list is really the same for every shoot you know most of the things you need to remember are the same and you can add to it as your uh, skills grow and improve and then I've always said make sure that you pack and unpack everything in the same way all the time all right yes good Okay, so that's uh, my favorite tips for gear, Val. Now, files, uh, just a few quick ones because I'm going to do a deep dive on organizing files, importing files, naming files, and we'll do one of the video shows for that uh, coming up in the next few episodes. But the best advice I can give you that's going to save you hours and hours and hours and your future self is going to thank you for is to, as soon as you shoot, something so anything you shoot from now on rename them as soon as you get to the computer and you upload them don't just leave them with the so when it spits out of the camera you get a file that's called 76a43211.jpg or .cr2 or .nef right which is the camera's file numbering system okay so When you've got thousands of those with random numbers and letters on your computer, which you just dump on the desktop somewhere, in three years' time, say you photograph Dave tomorrow, right? Dave's getting married. So Valerie goes out, shoots Dave's wedding, and then dumps them all on a folder and uh, just you know, doesn't name it, sends them the JPEGs and then forgets about it. Three years later, Dave suddenly turns into the next Liam Hemsworth or (laughs) which is the hotter one? Chris. Chris, the next Chris Hemsworth, right? And he's blowing up and you've got photos of the wedding and Hello Magazine want copies and Mm. they go, have you got them? And you're like, so you do a search, Dave's wedding. Do you find anything? No. No. Because the computer's like 74A slash 32.jpg or .cr2, it's not going to find them. So, But if your files are organized and you've renamed it Dave's 
Smith's wedding, mm-hmm. uh, February 2020, you know, 2021, mm-hmm. right? And then in all the files are renamed Dave Smith's wedding and the date and the, the, the file number, you're going to be able to find them. Okay, yeah. and you're going to be able to find them quickly. So I'll do a bit, a bit of a deep dive on that. But just for today, from now on, rename your files. It's not it's not that hard to do. It takes a second. It'll save you so much stress looking for files down the track. And while you're at it, back up three times. Uh, back up like storage is so cheap these days and if you don't want to you know invest in um, solid state drives you can buy those big big mother um, hard drives that you plug into the um, to the wall they're like they're huge and they're 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 not that pretty but they do the job you can get a couple of terabytes and uh, get a few of them if there's sales on at the moment and make sure that you back everything up minimum two times, ideally three times, and one of those copies should be stored away from where you are, like where you have your studio or your, you know, home office offsite uh, yeah. for protection because it's not if they're going to break, it's when. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's inevitable. I just had one of the Goldies freaking out that two of the three hard drives <gasps> that they had their backup on crashed. Two of the three and luckily, the third one was saved, and all the files were there. So, How about can you imagine? Up to the cloud, wouldn't that be a good idea? Yeah, I don't trust the cloud. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. trust the cloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, you can back up to the cloud. However, if you're shooting uh, raw files, they're big. That takes forever and a day. So maybe uh, like I've got all my, when I deliver to the client, the, the entire job that I deliver. So, you know, the 10 or 20 files are stored in the cloud. Okay. So I can access them from anywhere in the world. So if the client says, oh, we, we need this job again, cause you know, Jan in accounts deleted the files that we gave them and assume that as well. When you give the job to the client, just assume that they're going to lose them at some point and you're going to have to retrieve them. Mm, now, a lot of people yeah. put in their contracts that I will hold on to these files for two years and then after that bad luck, mm. uh, I keep everything. I'm a hoarder. Like I've mm. got 40, how many emails have I got? I showed you. 47,000 emails. I'm a hoarder. I just keep everything. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I dealt with the company the other day that basically um, – said that they'll deliver mm. the files to you, obviously, uh, but if you misplace them or if you ask for them again, there's a there is just basically this whole massive admin is it a charge lot? to access I could, them I, 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 if they If they have to send it to you again, oh, yeah, it's like yeah. $300 or something yeah. for I, what, one I charge to de-archive stuff as well. So, um, you know, and you mentioned that yeah. not when they call you, but you make, make sure that you t- tell them that when you deliver the, the files as well because, you know, you, and I explain that it's mm. like, you know, if I shot something three years ago. If, which, is the, yeah. which, was, which was the oh, they main didn't. thing they no, did you need to tell them because it's, like, it's, it's not a mm-hmm. matter of just going on your computer and going, hmm, where's Valerie's shots? It's like you've got to go dig out yeah, a file and, you know, stop what you're doing for a couple of hours to find that file. But the good news is you can find it for them. So um, that is mm-hmm. – so back up three times, do yourself a favour. I know it sounds like overkill, but trust me, you know, you don't want to lose your files. You really don't. Another really great time saver, Val, is presets. So – and particularly when you're starting mm-hmm. out. So like in Lightroom and C- Capture One, they're called Styles – and in Photoshop, it's called Actions, where you can record uh, all the steps that you're going to do to that file. So if you've got a, a preset in Lightroom, which we give away in the newsletter each month, you get, you'll get you get a preset. Uh, but basically, you can, in, with one click, edit the entire photo. So I've got like a lot of presets that I have uh, for, for different clients that have got like certain different looks. And instead of me having to, 
uh, edit one image individually and then edit the next, I can just apply that preset to, you know, 2,000 images at once and they all look exactly the same and you've got this lovely – and it's such a time saver. And Lightroom itself is a time saver if you're one of those photographers that do events or portraits where you've got like – and the the type of stuff that I do where I might be shooting – you know, a day of people on a white psych background and I want them all to look consistent and I want the floors to look clean, that's where Lightroom comes into its own because I can edit one the way I want it and then it apply it to all the images and I get the same look. Massive time saver as is Photoshop actions where you might have an action that sharpens the eyes or an action that cleans up the skin and there's tons of them, very, very handy. So they're some real great time savers in terms of files, okay? Let's get into time-saving techniques Mm. now, Val, and I know uh, you probably have some great ones and I know that most of the, the time hacks, like, you know, implementing different things in place have come from you. The one I'll, I'll just mention uh, a couple that, that I love and that got them both uh, from you, like LastPass, keeping all my passwords in one spot mm. instead of having to keep uh, going, oh, my God, because we've got so many apps and things on the go now. It's very hard and you'd be crazy to have the same password for everything. So, you know, zero, zero, zero is not mm. a great password, guys. Uh, password, the word password, yeah. not a great password. Um, so you've got all these different passwords. You might have different email addresses to access them and and it, it's just really um, annoying. LastPass keeps, you've got one master password that le- lets you into the app and then everything, the, everything that you ever have online all the passwords are stored. So all your banking, all your website passwords, all the admin Everything that you need is accessible in just like, you know, just by entering one password. So you just got to remember one and then you've got access to everything. That for me, like massive game changer and probably for you, Val, having to deal with me going, I forgot the password again, you know. Uh, And the other one (laughs) is I use templates uh, for all the frequent emails. So a client will inquire about something, uh, what do we need to do for this? And I'll go, okay, so for this job, here's what I recommend you you wear. You wear these things because of this, 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 and this, and you've outlined everything. Keep those templates. I keep them on my phone. I have them uh, in the cloud so that I can access them from my desktop as well so that I'm not just repeating myself every time or you don't have, and I don't have to uh, rewrite the same stuff. And also the same for quotes uh, you, you know, sending out quotes, I've got templates for that, invoices, everything is listed so that it streamlines uh, the work that you do. Very, very handy. So what what have you got, Val? What are your time-saving hacks? For which particular aspect? I have so many, my goodness. Uh, give us your favourite, just time-saving, like, you know, what systems have you got in place that would be handy for us photographers? I think in keeping notes because, for example, when and there's a variety of apps that you can do that because let's say you are scouting a location and you yeah. want to take some images, you know, just to remember what the location is like and you might want to write some notes like um, this wooden wall ideal for shooting that you know john smith this race this um pile of tires in the corner of this junkyard ideal for shooting blah 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 so sometimes you might think you're going to remember that was ideal for shooting john smith but (laughs) chance but you know i don't these days so i always think it's useful to not only take a photo of it but to use an app like evernote or whatever if you're on windows then OneNote, where you can um, put the photo immediately into that note and you can type in there um, ideal for shooting John Smith or whatever, right? And if you've done that on your phone, the great thing is that it syncs immediately yeah. to your desktop or to your iPad or whatever so that you can easily look it up no matter what device 
you're on. And it's and because it's not, say, on a Word document, which is might have been what we've, we would have done in the old-fashioned days, um, yeah. it's always there for you so you can easily look it up when you are on that location again. But you can potentially, a lot of these apps like Evernote and OneNote and so is on. Is Evernote, is that a subscription? I think I've, um, I've there's used a free that version and there's a paid yeah. version. A paid yeah, version right. is yeah, very yeah. inexpensive anyway. Um, yeah. But I think it's the paid version that you can also add a if you're this way inclined, um, a an audio note so you can um, you can speak into it if you're too much in a hurry to write. Ideal for shooting John yep. Smith. <laughs> you know, you can yep. you can add a, an audio note to yourself. There's obviously a whole heap of others, and I'm sure that listeners um, might already use their own, like Google Keep or whatever. Um, notes? But, Have you, do you use notes on the phone, the iPhone? Um, not, I do, but not so much for the purpose that I've just described then. There's also notability. There's heaps, right? So the, two of the most basic ones or straightforward ones or most popular ones are Evernote and... Um, uh, OneNote. Um, like I said, there's also Notability, which you can then also do a lot of um, markups on, that sort of thing, if, if you felt, felt that way inclined. But it doesn't matter. You just pick a note-taking app and make sure that it's one that is a cloud-based note-taking app so that you can access it on any device. Um, and make sure that you um, uh make use of it because the more you use it, the more functions that you will find that are useful for you as well. Um, yeah, so that's one. Another one that I think is really good, it's not necessarily specific to photography, but I think that, you know, you've often told me that you have like a shoebox full of receipts when it comes yeah. to tax time. So yeah. what I do now is I get the receipt. I have an app on my phone called Expensify and yeah. you just take a photo of the receipt and I can, I immediately throw the receipt away and it, uh, through, you know, optical recognition or whatever. Can, Turns it to a PDF. No, it recognizes. I mean, it can store it as a PDF. Yes, but that's not the exciting part. Um, it can recognize that that's a petrol station say, and it ah. will categorize it under petrol or whatever it is that you can want to allocate to it. Yeah. Or it will recognize that it's from the stationery shop, you know, particularly if you've previously gone to that stationery shop and classified it as stationery, it will then classify it as stationery. So it's yeah. really time consuming. Um, yeah. And now when people say, Oh, what's that thing that you bought on the 23rd of November? I can really you easily can look, look it up. up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's handy. Do you know you can do that on Notes on the iPhone as well? I like I, I love Notes because basically, and there must be an Android uh, uh, equivalent of that, but what I do with that is uh, you can organize the Notes uh, app, which is free on the iPhone, and I've got like 50 different folders on it, you know, and I've got locations and I've got like my templates and I've got my re receipts on there as well. And it allows you to, using the camera, you can scan any document and turn it into a PDF and store it in notes. Mm. And then I can scout locations, take the photo, add a note to the photo for the location and store that in locations. And then within that folder, you can have other folders, so locations, seaside locations, Melbourne locations, Sydney locations, and you can break it down in, 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 in terms of that. And it's all obviously on the cloud as well. So then I can access that from my um, computer as well. So similar and to what you're talking about, but also free on the phone as well. If you use Gmail, for example, and you know mm. that you got an email from the client that you think, oh, oh, that'd be really useful to look up, you know, when the yeah. shoot when it time uh, the time comes for the shoot, if you've got in your locations folder or whatever, if you use Gmail, you can uh, copy the link to that exact email on that exact day at that exact time and stick it in your whatever note-taking app so that when you click on it, it goes straight to that original email, which might have been six months ago. But That's handy. You know, yeah, that's it. So that's one of the benefits of using Gmail as well. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Any others, Val? Um, I'm sure there's more, but I think you've just put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah. 
So, you know, list list making is great for saving time and batching work is also, uh, and I know you're a big one and doing stuff in batches. So Mm. instead of stopping in the middle of the day to send a quote and an, you know, and do one invoice, like I do or I I batch all my invoices. So I'll like, I'll do it at the end of the week and do it all at once. And that's for everything. So you might want to batch your editing. So do it all at once and batch uh, the making phone calls, batch your social media instead of spending like, you know, 20 minutes here, 30 minutes there, whatever, you you know, set up all the posts that you want to do for a month and batch them out and use something like Buffer uh, to to send them all out. So So Gina batches uh, her editing and and watches Netflix at the same time. I love the, the you know that this is my happy place it always has been you know so this is what's fantastic you know if it's not heavy duty thinking editing where you've really got to be focused on that you have like a a second screen I've got like three screens one is just dedicated to Netflix watching yes. <laughs> and then you 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 know it is absolutely my happy place so that but but batching stuff out is also a great way to save time as is getting the stuff that you don't want to do done in the morning so you knock off all the phone calls replying to emails all the stuff that you know when you can all the stuff that you delay or don't like doing get that out of the way you know all the stuff for bookkeepers and things you know giving the bookkeeper the shoebox um they would fall over if i had something like that app val maybe i'll do that for this year just to impress them yeah why not so there's some uh, g- good hacks to start you guys off for the year. And, of course, I'd love to hear what your storage hacks, your file uh, pr- protocols are and any time-saving apps or protocols that you might have. So you can either post in the Facebook group, the So You Want to Be a Photographer Facebook group, or you can email news at com or snail mail or snail mail no no one uses that it doesn't work uh uh, dm us on uh, instagram or twitter we're we're everywhere so we find you so just uh let us know what you think we'd love to hear from you awesome okay so in the meantime what are you doing in the coming week until we chat again so I'm off to the country uh, this week, Val. So I'm very excited about that. It's not right. like the weather's not fantastic, but I'm uh, really excited to get away. This is a this is a, as a little break. So excited to do that and uh, just uh, see something other than my you know local neighbourhood. And you know I'd be happy with anything. Uh, you know <laughs> going to the next suburb at the moment is exciting for me. Uh, so looking forward to that. And then I'll keep up with my. Um, handiwork that I've been doing around the house very proud of myself I've got new power tools and uh the you know projects that involve drop saws and uh sanders and things like that so I will share photos when I finish this table that I'm working on what about you what am I doing I'm just getting back into the swing of it because I always kid myself and think that in between Christmas and New Year I am going to be like ridiculously productive because it's nice and quiet and that sort of stuff. But uh, I I should know by now that I am kidding myself because I do succumb to just being lazy and enjoying myself and watching Netflix and um, and so you should Val. It's yes, lovely exactly. Lovely to do that. So you, otherwise you do burn out. You don't – like the energy doesn't go forever. And it is like, you know, the best thing for creativity is doing – is boredom. Okay. Like that's where creativity comes from. So yes. when you're bored enough, the ideas will come. So you can't be going, you know, full on all the time. You do have to stop and just, you know – smell the roses or smell the surf in your um, instance and smell yes. the because you you know you're going swimming every day aren't you Val in the yeah, surf well, there no yeah <laughs> we're still in lockdown um yeah. so we are what am I doing um I am getting back into the swing of it this week and just getting back into a bit of a routine and I think that we will be emerging from the hints that we're getting from the state government um, I think we will be emerging from lockdown soon, my area, and um, that'd be good. Yeah. All 
So where do we find you online, Gina? You can find me at ginamilitia.com. That's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. I'm at Gina Militia on all social media. And if you want to take your photography to the next level, 2021 is the year to do it. Just imagine how you're going to feel this time next year if you can walk into any location and know how to light it or you can uh, mm. you know, know confidently how to pose people, how to shoot in manual mode or anything you want to do with your camera. I'd love the opportunity to work with you. So just go to genomilitia.com and click on join the community. What about you, Val? Uh, um, you'll find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram and over at ValerieKoo.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit GinaMilitia.com.